0: Welcome to a bonus episode of the Club and Country Podcast, Wes Bowling here. This is the podcast of record for Nashville SC coverage from the two people who've covered the club longer than anyone in the respective disciplines. Handling this one solo, I am Wes Bowling, former radio commentator. Nashville Soccer Club. We set the scene for you before we get into our special interview today. I'm sitting right now in the sunroom of a cottage in Quebec and even though the wildfires that you keep hearing about and smelling the smoke from are taking place in Quebec, they're blowing right over this location. Just a tiny, tiny few wisps of smoke here and there. Here, it is quiet. It is serene. A great place to hang out with my soon-to-be three-year-old on Canada Day weekend. But of course, business coming up for Nashville SC before America's national holiday on Tuesday. Nashville SC hosting the men from the nation's capital, D.C. United, coming to Music City on Saturday night. We wanted to bring you this bonus edition so that we could chat with Cheyenne Foster, one of our favorite friends of the show. She runs the Instagram account Between Clean Sheets, and she covers the league comprehensively, but her team of choice is in her city of Washington, D.C., and uh, she regularly ventures down to Audi Field to check out Wayne Rooney's men, who right now sit ninth in the Eastern Conference, D.C. United, currently nine points back of Nashville. So if they can somehow get three points in Music City, then they'll start threatening the boys in gold. This is a group that has struggled in recent years, and there's optimism now about around what Rain, Wayne Rooney is doing in Washington, D.C. We wanted to talk to Cheyenne about that. D.C., of course, drew Nashville earlier this year, a 1-1 draw up in Washington. That happened on May 13th. Before we get into our chat with Cheyenne, of course, Emil Rose is our sponsor, the best craft beer list in the neighborhood, the best burger in the neighborhood. And don't just trust us on the podcast. Trust those whom ML Rose is not paying to say that, (laughs) although Tim and I have admitted we are longtime customers of ML Rose since way before they sponsored our podcast. Uh, Sounds Like Nashville gave ML Rose the honor of Nashville's best burgers. Thrillist put them among the very best sports bars in Nashville, and Nashville Lifestyles, popular online publication, ranked them them among the 10 best burgers in Nashville nashville and uh, you know how can we disagree with that uh, the the beer list is comprehensive the food is great and if you want to break outside burgers of course uh not only are their waffle fries fantastic but the grilled chicken nachos are a personal favorite if you're vegetarian the black bean nachos also tremendous they come with queso and we mentioned it a couple times now but the burger of the month the cacio e pepe burger inspired by a pizza restaurant friend of theirs uh all natural peppercorn crusted beef patty pecorino romano spread Arugula, peppercorn aioli, a drizzle of olive oil on a French baguette. It is as we record this June 29th. So if you're listening pregame, you can have it pregame on Saturday, or of course take uh, take your favorite friend out for uh, for a night on the town Friday night, and uh, check out ML Rose as your starting point and maybe even your stopping point. All right. Privileged to have Cheyenne on the show with us. Let's go ahead and get you to our interview with Between Clean Sheets, Instagram star in the MLS circles, Cheyenne Foster.
1: It's probably been about a month that I have been operating with a full smile. I had no front tooth for a majority of the year. It was one of the first things that I crossed off the list once I quit my full-time job. And I thought for sure that pivoting away from the industry that I'd been working in for a decade plus was going to create all this free time and that I would have all this clarity. And I purposely didn't tell anybody that I was doing content full time because I kind of wanted to ease my way into Mm -hmm. the rest of my life if if I could be dramatic for a moment. But I have just been dealing with this lingering issue from an injury that I sustained 15 years ago, my freshman year of college, where I took a knee to the face. And... The same oral surgeon in Georgia uh, that had worked on my teeth back then extracted the tooth in January, and I just went down every every month to have it kind of looked at, checked up on, and a- added metal, added the tooth. And I feel like I should have leaned into it some more and made some more content. It was amazing to me how um, m- how many more people slid into my DMs without <laughs> a front tooth. So i I guarantee you though, with the four fake ones I have now one in plant three crowns, I'm gonna have to deal with it again, so I think next time i'll I'll just um I'll lean into it a little bit more but yeah it's it's been an interesting time, and especially with this apple t v deal and feeling like I'm drinking from a fire hose every Saturday to yeah. consume as much as I can the fatigue with the season. Has definitely hit. So, in preparation for this conversation, I was I was almost shocked to see that Nashville wasn't doing nearly as well in the past probably two weeks or so as their standing in the Eastern Conference would imply. And uh, in in a similar vein, um, on the opposite side, DC United for the past couple of weeks is doing a little bit better than than their standing would imply. But you know, they casted. A, a wide net for for <laughs> postseason. So I feel like we might be okay if we just stay where we
0: are. Well it's it's interesting. I mean sitting in ninth, this is a club that has not been in the postseason since 2019, hasn't won a playoff game since 15, but you know, you look at that 3-0 over Cincinnati. <laughs> I I hate to that that was quite hurtful. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ew, no, you're it's gonna, it's, it's like only hurtful to me
1: because I have spent so much money on my season tickets to watch that. <laughs> I'm well, like that how much money did that cost me?
0: Yeah, you're and in-
1: emotional damage.
0: The wins so? per dollar, the or the dollars per win, I should say, maybe not coming out uh, previously like you would like, but hey, you got the win Let's over... Let's do that, math. <laughs> we won't, don't <laughs> worry. Um, I mean, in Nashville, it's parking dollars per win, you know, because even though the oh. wins are more, the parking is is intense. Uh, ticket prices aren't so bad, but, but you look at what DC's done after a really slow stretch this year, right? You beat <laughs> Toronto in the opener, then no wins until mid-April. Since then, road wins over Montreal and Orlando a good draw at home with Nashville draw on the road with Philadelphia. And then I think the coup de grace so far, the three, no win at home over Cincinnati last weekend. Are things improving? Is it just the parity of MLS and kind of the cyclical nature of this league? Or, you know, has there been a key to this club's uh, stronger results here over the past month or so?
1: There has been a key and it is capitalizing on the goings on of every other team. Nashville is not immune to this. I mean, FC Cincinnati is the greatest example. Think of how many guys they had missing because of international duty. And we don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think that that's one thing that's been really nice. I also think we've gotten some very interesting talent that is pieced together very well. Guys who have come specifically because of, of Wayne Rooney as a coach, Christian Benteke, who is going to be an all-star. was picked by Coach Wayne Rooney for that. Um, Lewis O'Brien, who plays in the midfield. Uh, Who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Matisse Click?
0: Click has been good, yeah.
1: Yeah, those guys, I think, I'm almost tricked into thinking that Lewis O'Brien is, is also in his 30s because of the way that they command the midfield. And I say that semi-objectively, but I also say it, subjectively with with the historical context that I have as a fan of the team we are doing better than we have in the past and it's promising but the on paper the FC Cincinnati here losing to us 3-0 is not nearly as impressive as as I would have liked it to be but I'm gonna I'm gonna take it for what it is I'm not gonna be
0: I shouldn't be negative. Oh, yeah. I mean... I
1: should I should have had this pep talk with myself before. Don't be so negative. We won. Take a win.
0: <laughs> so, Lewis and Brian not getting called into the England squad anytime soon, then, then I guess. Yeah. But that's, yeah. See, that's such a luxury, and that's a place. Obviously, Nashville has a couple of key losses, and I think the problem when you lose guys international duty it's not hey so far most talented players are gone that's part of it it's when you have multiple at the same position so Schaffelberg and Pico for instance both being gone the two wings brought in to stretch the field all of a sudden Nashville's without it's it's attacking plan now for the you know for right. the next few games um so I, it's, it's interesting to see but but great that DC is able to take advantage I don't think it cheapens it at all I think you know, the results are the results, uh, especially for a D.C. team that is going to maybe become a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you start to win those games, you start to believe in yourself then then maybe you win some of those those games when teams are at full strength. And I wanted to ask you, because of that playoff record, obviously, you know, it's going to take something to change that history. Is this the year that changes is this? Is this a playoff team, do you think? Or um, ha- is it is it a bit fool's gold because of some of the, you know, the wins they've been able to get against teams that maybe are a bit depleted?
1: Well, uh I do think the the larger pool um or threshold or a, a wide net cast mm-hmm. for for the playoffs does definitely play a factor here. and I'm looking at the standings for the Eastern Conference if you I don't know the middle the middle of the pack is really, really difficult, and that's where we're sitting right now. I think that the top five teams of which Nashville is one are not going to change. And so to be a playoff team would just mean being consistently better than the Miamis, which I think even with Messi would not be difficult because there's a lot to overcome it when you're sitting at the bottom of the table like that. I would be surprised if we didn't make the playoffs. And yet I do recognize that, We're not at a place where I would feel 100% confident about that. The other difficult thing, too, is Lewis O'Brien is on a loan from Nottingham Forest, if I remember correctly. Until mid-July, we've got this transfer window. Wayne Rooney's ploy has always been get guys from across the pond who are like, oh, my gosh, it's Wayne Rooney. I'll play for you anywhere. Mm. Uh, To which I then think, what if he was in a far worse town? Would people still come? There's really no um allure to dc in the way that there is to los angeles or or miami or, or new york and even wayne rooney admitted that during their recent <laughs> panel for season ticket members so oh, oh. i i think that I, well i've his, audience, his family <laughs> right his family really was uh not terribly quiet about about um what it was like being here mm-hmm. um so i yeah i think that there's an opportunity for us to to solidify our performance but I and I was thinking about this earlier the League's Cup is going to happen we've got so many different tournaments and friendlies and appearances DC I, I always think it's in an effort to get more money out of the lease situation with Audi Field they're constantly having these really really random friendlies and exhibition games and that doesn't do anything for the long term. So it it kind of is rolling the dice in that way to see whose ankles, whose hamstrings survive that marathon, you know.
0: Yeah. It's like it's a no-win situation because you want to play your best players to show out in a friendly, but you can't afford to at the same time have the <laughs> right. Or <team. laughs> right. you want to get fans in to see your C team against a prominent team from like it's just it's just a no a no-win situation for Rooney. Is he is he the long-term solution here or, or is he, I mean, obviously he played in DC. He knows DC. He comes in with some familiarity with the club. Was it, was it going to kind of a trusted name? Who's also a big name to shore things up a little bit from a marketing standpoint and a roster build standpoint, or do you think he's here, you know, two, three, four years from now? Oh man,
1: that's a really good question. I have always passively thought that he's not a long-term solution. I definitely didn't think he was a long-term solution as a player, which I'm pretty sure was five years ago this week that he was announced to join DC
0: long already. That's crazy.
1: I know. Right. Time flies when you're struggling. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just, I feel like there's an, there's a positive to having a guy like him, even for a short amount of time, because you—he is a good missionary for DC United to guys who wouldn't have otherwise given the league a chance. Which I think is one part of a, a broader reason for why a lot of these older, bigger names um, outside of the U.S. are are really such a big get for the league in general. They're like, well, if this guy plays, he's going to tell his friends. he's going to want to keep doing this. He's going to want to, going to want to tell people about how the experience was, but I just there, you can exist in the league in mediocrity for so long. You can persist as a mediocre coach in, in this league for so long. And I don't think that that's what Wayne Rooney wants. I don't think that this is anything other than a stepping stone for him. It just really depends on whether or not it's another year, another two years, but his family doesn't live here. Um, I, I feel like he's been a little bit more coy and pragmatic about this expression, but Hernan said the same thing before he was let go that, He's just not given the kind of money that he wishes he had. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just so many different factors about the team and the team's infrastructure that are going to make it hard for a lot of coaches to be successful, if I had to be frank. Uh, So I think at some point he's going to get squeezed out for that that reason, whether it's like the emotional toll and mental exhaustion um, or poor performance. So.
0: One of the keys to overcoming underinvestment is to bring along a youth movement. And we've seen that with DC here recently with some real talent coming up through the organization, you know, getting some opportunities, scoring some goals, even, um, is that part of the equation for this team? Is that a key to success for the rest of the year, given the, that there's probably not going to be a big name transfer coming in, given the, the, the investment level is, is it key to, to get that performance out of those young players? And if so, is there one in particular that has you especially excited?
1: Oh, that's one in particular. That's a good question that I don't know I have an answer to, but I have seen a lot of young guys get called up uh, to play and to start by Wayne Rooney. I especially noticed that in his first couple of months, he played, um, of course, I I was about to say Josh Hopkins. It's Hopkins. Um, Played some young guys from, from the academy and from Loudoun a lot. And I think that they don't necessarily fit nearly as well as they used to just because you've got um, Christian Benteke is a seasoned player who's going to be scoring a lot more than those guys are and he is best supported by some older older more um, experienced players Hmm. young guys that's a really really good question that I'll have to get back to you on because I think we cycle through a lot of them Mm -hmm. um and I'd even have to look. The other weird thing too is there are guys on our on our roster who I am constantly forgetting even exist. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro Santos being one of them who actually yeah. played last Saturday, and I was like, wait a second, I forgot, I forgot he was on our team. I,
0: I did too. I, I'm completely yeah. On that. I, uh, Theodore di Pietro had a great moment against against Nashville that first meeting. He, that he did.
1: Was. He did. I actually. I was thinking about him, but I can't remember how old he is.
0: 20, 21. I think we can count him as young, right?
1: Okay. that's Yeah, that counts. I'm sorry. I'm in like the the Kevin Paredes, Moses Nyman, like 16-year-old oh, yeah. child mindset. Oh, sure. Um, which I, it's... You know how it goes. If those guys do well, they're not here for that long and, and you want that for them. Um, and it's also not that huge of a loss because they didn't cost that much money to begin with. But yeah, I think broadly speaking, I one of the things that I go back to when I think about my engagement with DC United this year as opposed to other years is that in my effort to participate in the league more, I really am missing a lot of context and a lot of that stuff that you would only notice if you were A, at the game, or B, sitting and watching it mm-hmm. start to finish on TV, and when I come home, last week was a great example. I was in Austin, flew in for the Wednesday game where they hosted Dallas and the Saturday game where they hosted Houston. It was a fantastic time. I missed everything else that happened. Yeah. I mean, and what do you do when you go on to Apple TV? You watch, I know they're called highlights. I think it's just the bastardized version of a game
0: <laughs> <laughs> where I think,
1: yeah. okay, well, I I could have watched this part on Twitter. Yeah. Or I I could have seen this highlight and been just fine, but but where's the lead up? Where's the where's the kind of like off the ball movement that I don't really get to to notice or see? And then how do I advocate for some of these players who's who don't look great on paper? And Tyler Miller is a great example of that. Our goalkeeper, who you know has been in a lot of (laughs) very unfortunate highlights and viral moments playing I wouldn't even say out of position because that is his position. He loves just being so uh, far away from the goal, but he's had two just insane goals scored on him um, because he was out of position and and just came right over his head and into the goal. And yet he has the most clearances of of any keeper in this league by yeah. like at least 10 Um, and I think he's like he's actually doing quite well but how are you how are you really supposed to get a feel for for his participation in the game if you're only ever seeing seeing those moments you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like he's being embarrassed time and time again when he's actually doing the exact exact job that Wayne Rooney is asking him. He is. Do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. He is getting embarrassed, <laughs> and he's doing the job. He's he's a man of of,
0: a of several boy.
1: different talents.
0: The whipping boy <laughs> of the back line, and yet yeah. he is an MLS All Star, something that I think has caused some consternation in Nashville. I don't think right. that I know that because I tweeted and vented about it. That twenty twenty second in the MLS, in MLS and save percentage. Uh, 1.3 goals allowed per game. Again, in part because of the back line, in part because of the job he's being asked to do. But then you have a guy like Joe mm-hmm. Willis who leads the league in save percentage, fewest goals allowed. So not only is he benefiting from an exceptional defense, which Nashville has, but he's also making the saves uh, at a, at a disproportionately high level. He's not an all star because Wayne Rooney, the all star coach, chooses Tyler Miller. Am I am I fair to be frustrated with that, or or is it is it tempered by by what you just said, which is that actually Miller has probably done Yaleman's work and done a better job than the numbers would indicate, or than even the eye test might indicate because he's being asked to do more. I mean, Rooney's within his rights to make this decision. Am I fair to be frustrated by that? Or am I,
1: I think, I think it's fair for you to be frustrated. I think it's um, (laughs) I think the all-star game is silly (laughs) I think that the whole concept is um a little silly especially for a year like this one where they're already playing so much soccer I think that in the last all-star game that will ever happen in a pre-messy MLS I would actually really enjoy the wackiness and chaos that is Tyler Miller looking like he's playing um a defensive mid position. I want that. I want him to be scored. I want him to be embarrassed um, in that way because it's low stakes. Like that, that may go on his Wikipedia page, or or may make for a viral moment. But it's not going to affect how how we do in in the league, and it's not going to affect our standing. No. Uh, so I I would actually welcome it. I think I want to point out though that our two picks. For the all-star match Christian Benteke and Tyler Miller were, were both coaches picks so to me I'm like eh, I can't take any of that terribly seriously to yeah. begin with so if anyone's upset I think remind yourself that whoever you wanted to be picked is getting some well-deserved rest ahead of league's cup and that it might be nice to gear up to not be embarrassed by a liga mx East team if you want to be embarrassed by arsenal in an exhibition match i'm i'm okay with that
0: i'm just I'm um, past the point where just getting beat by arsenal is embarrassing now there's there's no shame in losing to arsenal after the year let's do it let's I mean, do it but
1: i also i'll say this dc last year it was announced shortly after well, here's the timeline. So DC had put in a bid to be a host city for the World Cup in 2026. They were told last minute they should probably combine their bid with Baltimore to make themselves more appealing. That was not going to do them any good. They were not selected.
0: Baltimore's At- never made anything more appealing, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is the truest thing. This is the truest thing I've ever heard. Um, so I I think what was interesting about that whole experience um, is that the president of of DC events or, or events DC that that was in charge of this whole bid tried to console the crowd who booed him at this event I was at where by saying that we have the highest viewership of any city in America of EPL and I thought well oh, that's great EPL is literally this in the in the in the large larger picture of football in the world but thank you. Appreciate it. And then a week later, it was announced that DC was going to be uh, hosting the all-star game. And the joke there was that it was a consolation prize. And I thought, Oh, you know, I kind of think so, but it's also like our comeuppance. We have a new stadium and all these new stadiums have been getting the all-star game. Mm-hmm. Minnesota got theirs. Columbus new stadium is getting theirs next year. geode's park. I, if I had to guess, we'll probably host in either 25 or 26. And at that point, y'all get your coaches pick. There you
0: go. And
1: then, and then I can complain. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <down. laughs> right. Which I, I think actually, I, I imagine that Nashville is in a far better position to make picks that people won't be nearly as upset about. You started this whole conversation with stats about our, our playoff prospects and we're, we're just not a team that, that is uh currently deserving of any of those accolades so to to be able in in like a qatar hosting the world cup qatar gets automatically qualified for the world cup type situation i'll just take it for what it is and and then hope that the rest of the all-star festivities and the goalie wars and, and all these other things are are going to be entertaining enough that i'm not going to sit there and think why is Tyler Miller here? <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: once, once the game starts, he will be entertaining and I am excited for him. And by the way, please, I think Christian please. Menteke is incredibly deserving. I mean, he's had a he's had a really good year. Um is mm-hmm. he is he mm-hmm. the key to That's true. is he the key to success against Nashville Saturday? Or is there somebody else that you're looking to as as the person that needs to have a great game for DC to get something out of this visit to Jodas Park? He will
1: definitely be the key to success because our other forwards here are still coming off of injury or coming off of travel. Um, Taxi Funtas came on in the later part of the second half over the weekend, having traveled to play on international duty and then having been injured for a little bit of this year. Those guys are, are definitely easing their way back in. So Christian Benteke, I'm trying to think about the the height of y'all's back line. I don't know if it's particularly
0: decently tall yeah decently tall with Walker especially being around not having to go to goal true field. true
1: yeah I th- I think that that's um that's where you will shut him down is is in in the air um we've actually done a pretty good job of of winning those balls and and Christian Benteke holds the ball really well while we kind of wait for the rest of the team to to follow after the the crazy ball that was booted out of the back. So From I think <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're like, "Wait, why is Tyler Miller ahead of me? Why is he closer to the goal than I am?" Um, he does everything. He protects, he attacks.
0: All roads lead back. Uh
1: that. Yeah. So I think if if anyone's in the huddle for Nashville this weekend, they're going to think about a way to embarrass Tyler Miller, I would say. But everything else, I think we'll be able to hold our own. Hopefully,
0: so a, a couple of minutes left. So I want to close by asking you what life has been like as a, a full-time content creator covering this leak, uh, where, where all have you been and what's next on the list?
1: So thank you for asking. I, I very much enjoyed my trip to Austin and I'm working on the content about that, highlighting a lot of the work that Austin's foundation is doing to engage underserved parts of the community, which I absolutely love and, and really enjoyed seeing with my eyes And next week I'm going back to Los Angeles for the rescheduled El Trafico match that I had flown out for in February. That was, that was postponed because of weather. So I think that my plan there is, is definitely to highlight some of these bigger experiences, ways that the league is trying to peacock for, for potential new fans, people that want to emotionally invest and have their hearts broken like the rest of us. So those are my plans on the horizon. Of course, anyone that is coming to DC for All Star, please reach out to me. I'm going to be doing a lot of content for that. And I'm also just having like one of the more positive existential crises of my life that I've ever had. So I'm riding that roller coaster, but excited to see where it takes me. And I'm hoping that um, I wouldn't say I hope no one holds me to this, but truthfully my hope is to leave dc by the end of the year so where it will take me who knows but i might do a little residency here and there and nashville since i haven't been to geodes park yet will definitely be on the list
0: well so. come on down you know where to find us when you're in town and thank you so much for spending time with this positive existential crisis i love that term and <laughs> i think maybe it applies to to dc united right now a little bit too is Things are a little uncertain. Things are in a better place than they've been. So I think maybe we have our episode title now. Thanks, Cheyenne.
1: Oh, of course. Thank you for having me.
0: Always great to catch up with Cheyenne. You can follow her work again between Clean Sheets on Instagram. B-T-W-N Clean Sheets. Nashville SC supporters hoping, of course, that uh, Cheyenne's team is not victorious this weekend don't forget to drop by ml rose this weekend uh, for your pre-game festivities it'll be a great spot to be and uh it's going to be a very popular spot to be as well uh, as uh, lots of people are going to crowd that place before the game and drop by after the match as well thanks again for listening to us we'll be back with you next week this has been the club and country podcast and we'll talk to you soon